my cocktail is poured. So you know what that means. It's time for another episode of Who That Rises Up, Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. And I'm excited to be here because it is draft week and the NBA playoffs have not failed. So I'm excited. It's going to be a good episode. How you doing? It is is good. It's going to be a good episode. You know, bitch, the draft is in Vegas. I wish somebody would have told me the draft was in Vegas. Listen, it is in front of the Bellagio. Mama could have been at a cocktail walking him down the strip. Listen, they took they told him in the wrong. Huh? <laughs> Looking for a husband. Yeah, him too. All right, Lynn, him too. <laughs> Listen, the draft is in Vegas. I hope they keep it there at least another year so a bitch can return. Girl, I was so upset. But I've been doing good. Bitch is tired. You know, work between work and being a festival. You know, girl, being a New Orleanian is tiresome, honey. I don't you got know. You got to be up and sociable, be out and about. I'm old. A bitch need to lay down. I, you know, one of these days we'll start running these streets. Well, I might be in a coffin by then, bitch, but we're talking about it. <laughs> I saw a lady, wait, I saw a lady out there. She had to be in her 70s, honey. She had her good short shorts, her good short wig, honey. She looked good, honey. She was two-stepping. I said, well, fuck, I, let me slow, let me not say nothing. <laughs> Look, I ain't mad at her. Listen, I would have been right there. Hey, mama, <laughs> like, what you drinking on, mama? What you drinking <laughs> She was enjoying the music in the festival, honey. I say, well, bitch, wait. I need to get her. I need to get like her. I'm doing something wrong. I had to be. <laughs> Goals. Goals. What New Orleans is like that you can tell the city is back, everyone. And for those that have not been here, New Orleans is a city in itself. It is a – I think we believe we're our own state, but it's not technically the truth. I mean, it might as well be because, you know, I don't we claim Georgia. I don't claim Georgia. I'll be the first one to tell you that. What else – like, people say, well, what else is in New Orleans? I say, uh, LSU. That's about it. <laughs> you New mean Orleans. Louisiana? Louisiana. Yeah, what else is in Louisiana? Nothing? Right. Not LSU. Listen, I made it clear. I tell folks all the time. I was like, if you ever, and I mean ever, hear somebody say, I'm from Georgia, I know immediately they're not from Atlanta because you will never hear somebody who's from mm-hmm. Atlanta say they're from Georgia. Never. Ever. Ever. They have somebody I'm ask from me, the ATL Atlanta, girl. I know how. I'll just say that every time I talk to her. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And folks, somebody asked me, what's the capital of Atlanta? I said Decatur. <laughs> Decatur. Decatur. And you know, <laughs> that's it, Decatur. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we was in Baton Rouge for work, and I said, "Oh, that's oh, so that's the state capital, bitch." I think I was in college all four and a half years. I was in Baton Rouge. I ain't walked, I ain't drove past state capital not one fucking time. It's a damn shame. <laughs> that is a damn shame because Baton Rouge is not that big. Look, it's disgra- it is disgraceful. It is truly <laughs> disgraceful. But anyhow, baby, we have come to. Again, as we said last week, um, and the NBA playoffs has given us nothing less than than its flair of the dramatic drama, its flair of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And for what it's worth, a few surprises, a few, not a lot, not not much. When I say a few, um, we'll get into that shortly. But oh, my baby daddies of the week, you know. <laughs> As I pondered my baby days of the week, I had to start with a few. Okay. And myself and I, myself say, huh? Say, huh? What, what are we doing? I said, we need to find some baby days of the week. And throughout the week, as I thought about it and I jotted notes, it came to me. 
Okay. Via the NBA playoffs, nonetheless. And then my last one came to me today, but we'll get to them shortly. So let's start. I'm kind of mix it up because this young gentleman has to be, I know, 70 some odd years old. Got to be. <laughs> I already know who you talk about. But baby, <laughs> but baby, first of all, I ain't gonna lie, he still can run his hand cross and I listen. Okay. Listen, <laughs> listen I don't give a fuck what y'all say. He could be a hundred. Swag daddy Pat Riley. <laughs> And the number one seeded Miami Heat dismantled the Atlanta Hawks on yesterday. Dismantled. Without yesterday, they were without Jimmy Butler on yesterday. Um, I don't, let me just say, yes, the team is ran by Eric Spostra and all of that other brouhaha and all that other faggotry. Um, but let let's make it very well known that the Miami Heat belonged to Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. He run the shots. Everything from the flushing of the toilet to the, <laughs> to when the court is wiped. You know, I just it, it's just <clears throat> I Pat Riley. He has such a presence, and it's just like. I, like you can't take your eyes off of them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what it I, don't works, know. I don't want to. Right. I don't know if it's like the designer Italian suits or just like it. Just <laughs> my <laughs> favorite is when he sit up there with his hand on his chin, like he getting ready to set it off. Because <laughs> he will sit there and cross his hands and like right and put his hand on the chin. That hair <laughs> slick back. I say, well, swag that. What hair you got left? I'm just asking. I'm very familiar. <laughs> Yesterday they panned to a picture of him. He had on these good shades. I say, you're inside, bro. Wait, okay. Fuck it. Right. Fuck it. He said, this is Miami. Right. <laughs> he had on his good, his good shades. He had on his good polo. I said, well, you want some pussy, don't you? Get out here. <laughs> what I thought. But he has held the Miami Heat. Now, like I said again, they have dismantled the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, not much of a surprise there. Uh, as we all know, Trey Young didn't have a lot of help. That's just it is what it is. Uh, but Poor Trey Young. We'll talk, yeah, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I want to give, as we've said before, when they were in the bubble year before last, this man has a way of putting a team together and just hit go. Mm-hmm. And they do every time. <laughs> and I I can easily see them being in the Eastern Conference Finals. Easily, um, yeah. I just, I'm, I, I, even at his age, he still keeps up with because they were someone on TV said today. You know, remember when it was the old NBA with like the likes of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson all them, and now the new NBA. That man has been in both and has managed to persevere and stay with it and stay relevant. And motherfuckers still listen to Swag Daddy Pat Riley. Mm-hmm. If you're listening, Swag Daddy, you can have it all you want. We can hold hands. We can go on night walks in wherever, wherever Miami Park you want. We ain't got to go for no fucking walks. Fuck it. We ain't got to walk nowhere. <laughs> we can watch, look, we can watch old people television. I don't even know where to come out. I don't care. I'm sure he got like a boat somewhere. And Hanging out just... Miami, on the Miami, on the harbor somewhere. Right. You imagine him just like, he does, we just sitting on the back. 
you know, like in in good in our good good swimwear with right. champagne glasses and swag daddies up in the front at the wheel with a white polo and his his the ridiculously expensive ass designer sunglasses. Right, man. We're going to be steak up to y'all. We're going about an hour away. You good with that? That I'm good. Where the fuck you want to go, honey? We can go to bitch. We can go to the McDonald's as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, that's all I'm telling y'all. So all I'm gonna say to this, this to the Heat and Swag Daddy, I am here for the ride. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. I cannot wait. Um, because it's gonna be good. Yeah, um, these is looking like it could be very, very interesting. Yeah, because them boys are. I feel like the rim just opens up when they throw the ball. Um, Jimmy Butler, I'm still on the fence. What he kind of works on my nerves. Um, cause every day he's like hit or miss and let me go out and show out. And then let me go out and score 10 points. It just depends. Well, she's a diva, you know? Yeah. You know, she, <laughs> who is this man on the bench? In oh, child, he fine too. Anyhow, um, uh, you, see, you, right see, along. you see the Bulls getting their asses kicked right now. And that's the game I was watching. They panned over to the Milwaukee Bucks bench and there was this really scrapping young, tall white man on it with some tattoos and he's like prison. Bought <laughs> my attention fast, bitch. I said, Who is that? I see. I see. <laughs> well, they came by a three pointer in this game, apparently. They were loud. No. When I turned it off to start to start recording, they had shot 45 three pointers and made 11. And I'm not talking about contested three pointers. I'm talking about they missed some wide open shots. I guess they named name the three point team. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Um, but you know, Chicago's without the likes tonight of Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball. So, you know, it the writing was clearly on the wall. You I do say this though, to play the likes of the defending world champions, um you do have to be almost damn near perfect. You have to go out there and damn near play your best game. Uh, and that's just how that is. That's not not changing much. Um Giannis and them are ready to roll. They're ready to do their thing. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as I said again, they run. <clears throat> they run into the Heat. Swag Daddy might not have. They might not have too much of that bullshit. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, he ain't playing them games with you hoes. Um, but uh, staying in the East for a minute, I'm gonna tell you a lot I know, and I don't know. Exactly who I was watching, but I know it was a it was a rough time to watch all games that I watched. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets, ladies and gentlemen, boys, gays, and all things in between. It was clearly watching something, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the way the Boston Celtics dismantled. These boys, it, mm, I'm not going to make Steve Nash the scapegoat. I'm not. I'm just not. Um. Yeah. They I, have... I made them. Let me just say this. I'm pretty lost for words, and I made them baby daddies a week for that reason, because I am at a loss for words. So. There's a couple of things to me that makes them interesting. One, this was an experiment in a culture of a team 
that I think went too far with player empowerment and letting the players call the shots because, you know, we've seen the reports and they I mean, I think they've been the book that was written on them earlier this season. And essentially Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were coaching the team, which is, you know, I, I you know, you can't diminish the importance of sound coaching. Um, And while I'm not going to scapegoat Steve Nash, I am going to point out the facts. And the fact of the matter is they elevated Tim to a head coach before he had ever spent any time on the bench as an assistant. And, you know, it just, it just, it just, it's not a wise choice. Um, And you, you start to look at Kevin Durant, and the hit he's going to take on his you know, legacy based on this experiment that he tried, because it's just frankly like, let's look at the results. It looks like it's, they, they failed. It's been three seasons that he's tried this, teaming up with Kyrie and then eventually bringing in James Harden. But it's what, two first round exits and then one second round exit. Um, and that's not what they put this team together for. Um So, I mean, I have to, of course, not, not to take away anything, from the Boston Celtics and I mean the ridiculous game plan and the defense that they I mean they kept Kevin Durant uncomfortable the entire time. Like he, he didn't have awful one, games. Awful. He, yeah. He didn't he didn't have an easy shot the entire series. Um he looked uncomfortable. He did not look like he wanted the ball, which is unheard of. I've seen him get blocked twice, which I thought it was impossible <laughs> because, you know, we forget Kevin Durant is a seven footer. And that was one of the things that's a big part of his family. He could just raise up as he wanted to and shoot over you when he wanted his shot. Um, so it's, uh, it, you know, I will say this though. It, it's weird to me whenever they lose a game, Kevin Durant starts talking about how, how, you know, oh, I got more to my life than, you know, this and blah, blah, blah. And he become real so, philosophical and right. real informative. <laughs> Nigga, you ain't gone. They calm down. <laughs> you lost. You sucked at it tonight. Girl, I do understand that. You, you get real philosophical on, oh, life is more than basketball. And, girl. Really? Right. And recognizing that they had that their bench was very questionable, but you could just tell that they th- didn't have a game plan going into that game other than we're going to expect Kyrie and Kevin Durant to be overwhelming with their offense. They never made a second half adjustment ever in either one of these games. Um, they it it was it was a bunch of isolation one on one basketball which clearly wasn't working (laughs) and you know frankly not to go to this old cliche because I don't like the gas bag but I mean if you watch a series it was pretty evident Boston wanted it (laughs) they they wanted this series and they came in determined and there was no way they were gonna let the Nets beat them and I you know I own I was completely wrong on this one I mean completely horribly spectacularly wrong um so i'll take that l uh because this was just i mean I, and, and it's going to be interesting because going forward kevin durant is trapped like he really he really doesn't i don't know what options that he has from here um to go back and regroup and sit the fuck down 
regroup. Because that's where he wanted to be. He wanted to be in Brooklyn. Which, by by the way, if I was his agent, I would quit. (laughs) Fuck it, I'm out. I would quit because that was just a horrible, stupid decision. You know, it's like, it's like, you ever, you ever, you ever gone on a trip and fucked around and took the wrong person and they cause all this drama and they're needy and, and it turns out to be more of a chore than it is fun because of one person, et cetera. I mean, you great having that person and you just, you know, what you just want to next time be more aware of who you're inviting to come with you. You ever had that happen to you? Yeah. Okay. That's what Kevin Durant did because he had Steph Curry, Draymond Green, uh, the, uh, he had Steve Kerr, who is a tried and true and, and, and accomplished and, 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 and proven head coach. And he left all that and chose Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> That's who he chose to team up with. He chose Kyrie Irving and a completely unproven and inexperienced head coach and Steve Nash. That's what he chose to do. And then... They, then, uh, then the the fix to that, okay, um, they're gonna bring Thickens in and he gonna write the ship. <laughs> oh, he gonna make it work. He gonna make it happen, honey, and did not. <laughs> we know what happened to that. And of oh, course, if you don't know when I say Thickens, I'm talking about James Harden. Um, yeah, carry on. Who we see, who we see right now in seventy sixers is you know he's not aging well, and it's happening fast. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he's never he's never committed to his body. He's never been one known as a physical specimen or whatnot, which means that, you know, he's just not going to age well, which we're seeing. And now they've spent all this money for Ben Simmons and God knows what's going to happen with that. Um, it's just it was just it was just a horrible decision. If I was his agent, I would have told him, if you go through with this, I'm leaving. <laughs> like, like I'm this is, this is a stupid, stupid decision. You like had like you could have stayed and go to state and had God knows how many rings by now, and and you worried about the punditry and people you know saying oh well he's got to win one you know when he's the leader and this this and that. Hey sis, you might just need to make peace with the fact that maybe you're just not a good leader. It's okay. <laughs> it's Reach okay. for the top, and if you miss, bitch, that's okay too. <laughs> It's okay. Maybe you're just not a good leader. It's fine. Everybody admit to do it. You're still, I mean, you still will be regarded as one of the best scorers to ever play the game. Be happy with that. Take your rings, take your championships, and go home. Understand your role now, which it is. And go home with life. And, and, you know, when people always talk, people were always like, you know, give them a hard time for joining up with Golden State, but it's like, even with the and with the championship he won with them, he was still the MVP of the finals. So why is everybody getting on him as if he like took the easy route? It's not easy to win a championship regardless, period. So anywho, mm-hmm. he just it was just a foolish, dumb decision, and now he's stuck in this bed, and I don't know how he's gonna get out. I don't know what they're gonna do. Because Steve Nash is not a great coach either. Mm-mm. And they don't regard him as one. You know, they don't they don't respect him as one. They literally call him Steve. They call him Steve. They don't call him coach. I just, I don't know. I, 
offseason is going to be interesting. And Kyrie reiterated, but Brooklyn is the way I want to be. Well, you motherfuckers talk a good game, but I sure don't see it. I don't, I don't, I don't. Staying in that lane, I'm actually switch up my third baby dads. I'm going to move them down into hits of the week because it makes much more sense. But I just had an epiphany because I'm going to stay in Brooklyn a little while longer. Okay. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go back to game four. This young man, Harold, out of LSU, shot to be one of the best defenders or shooters going at the time. All I'm going to say is Ben Simmons, what the fuck? (laughs) And I'm going to say, let me pose this because I'm going to say the same thing that everybody, that Kendrick Perkins, who don't get me wrong, I love me some Kendrick Perkins. Um, but this is one of the reasons. Kendrick Perkins said it best, and I'm going to follow suit. Okay. Ben Simmons, we are tired of hearing you are not ready. It is not the time. It is not the place. I'm not judging your mental issue, but it's time for you to show up and show out. You have not done that in two years. How long does it take for you to be ready? Mm-hmm. That's what Kendrick Perkins said. I'm going to I'm going to high five that and go. How long does it take you? You didn't want to play in Philadelphia no more, so they sent you elsewhere. Now nah, you still got back soreness. Why? I got back soreness. <laughs> but wait I'm going to take you even a step further Shaq said what have you done to have back soreness <laughs> I'm with like I said I'm I'm not testing you not like they said when him and Rich I didn't and one more thing why in the fuck is Rich Paul your agent really <laughs> Niggas going from bad to worse. Oh, I gotta give it to Shaq for that one. That's a good take. <laughs> Shaq said, "What have you done to back make your back up?" <laughs> because you know it came out when he was doing all that talk about, "Ooh, I'm gonna come back." I'm you know got everybody hype and whatnot. <laughs> Steve Nash let it slip back. He ain't even touched the court, so it's not like he out there practicing. And, you know, and staying sharp or whatnot. I mean, we've seen him dribble a ball here and there. But Steve was actually like, no, he hasn't even, like, touched the court with the team yet. That part. And then they're like, well, he met, he said, and like I said, I've been watching ESPN because the day that they said, oh, no, because they were like, oh, he's going to play game four. He's ready. And all of a sudden, oh, he's got back soreness. Why? You ain't done shit. <laughs> what you mean? Put oh, up or sit down. I, and I'm not taking anything away from anybody's mentalness to be ready. You, I get that. But everybody says it best. You quit on LSU. Mm. You quit on Philadelphia. Mm. Strike two. And now you're technically, in a sense, you're quitting on the team you asked to go to. It's certainly looking like that. And he's like, he reiterated when he brought his bodyguard, Rich Paul. Oh, he wants to be in Brooklyn. I can't fucking tell. 
what does it take in two years for you to be ready to play basketball again? You know, and like he's not doing himself any favors either because he's lacking a sense of self-awareness because, you know, my, you know, the issue I have is the lack of professionalism and okay, fine. I'm not in a place to question your health, especially your mental health. Exactly. That part. But I draw the line. But don't, but don't sit up on the sideline looking like a bag of Skittles wearing cartoons and shit shit with sunglasses on at the game like you on an episode of the Kardashians. Don't what do he sitting up on the sideline <laughs> like, oh, I'm the star. Bitch should be out here running up and down this court. Like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. I don't, if you got back problems and you're not ready to play, you should be the fuck at home. Right. Or, Watching or, that bitch or, on or TV. At the, very, at the very least, you know, if, you, if you're going to be there, you know, you know, like, be be present, be supportive of the team, you know, don't make yourself a spectacle and just have a little humility because like, you know, you're now you're in the New York media, which Philly is, is pretty tough too, but you know, New York media, it's relentless. Motherfucker, dress out. When all, all eyes are on you, I mean, just do, just do better. But I, like I said, dress out. Put some pants on that say Brooklyn Nets. Put the fucking shirt on. <laughs> sit, at the end of the, sit at the end of the fucking bench. I don't care. <laughs> you dressing like you knew money. <laughs> Nigga, you ain't throw a ball in two years. <laughs> I, I, and y'all, Ooh. don't get me wrong. As I've said before, I'll start it saying again. I'm not questioning anyone's mental health. But when the the pundits of the NBA, like I, me and Stephen A. Smith don't have, see cross the street, up the street, round the corner. Sometimes he's right. Sometimes he get on my nerves. Most yeah, of the time, it's the latter. Right. <laughs> well, like he said, you are at a point where now people are looking at you, going, "Why?" And that's the wrong place to be. Well, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon, to be honest with you. No, because we got backsoreness. I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. Why do we have backsoreness? <laughs> I'm Shaq said it best. What have you done to have backsoreness? You sat on the sidelines. Oh, wait, I'm going to do one better. He ran out there with his team, was clapping and high-fiving. <laughs> But you're not ready to return. All right, dog. I hear you. All I'm gonna say is, Ben, the world is watching, and you are flunking. You are flunking NBA college like nobody's business. Well, man, you know the Nets just really have some institutional issues. I don't. I just don't. I, they they've got this motley crew of characters. <clears throat> you know, we've been Kyrie ain't all ain't been there all the way there, and never has been. <laughs> um. You know, Kyrie's in the spot where it's like, okay, so you couldn't win with Kevin Durant. You couldn't win with Jason Tatum. Do you need LeBron? It certainly looks like it. Um, <laughs> just saying, certainly looks like it. It's, you know, I, it's 
the, the, they uh, I, if they were to uh, they need that the only thing that I could think of that could maybe right that ship is to bring some kind of strong leadership in there to kind of take control of the reins away from Kyrie and Kevin Durant, if at all possible, and put a real game plan down for the talent that they have on that team. Maybe get some get maybe get some more uh some better role players around them and try again. But they're gonna continue to let Kyrie and Kevin Durant run the show in Brooklyn, I'm not expecting much at all from them. I, you gave them a little bit more credit than I thought you was going to well, give. Well, I did because, and I did, and it's, uh, it's because last year they came within a, a massive toe. <laughs> if it wasn't for Kevin Durant's big-ass feet and that one toe on that three-point line, they would have beat the Timberwolves. It was that close. And so, you know, I was the I I honestly thought, all right, so let's see, y'all put it up. Here it is. I was wrong, very, very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all. She did there. say, "Ooh, they gonna be a wrecking, uh, wrecking with." Yeah, they was wrecking with. All right, right at the house. Yeah, and I think you know, you know, Jason Tatum. He said, "No, I'm coming for your things. This is gonna be my league now." They, he wants Kevin Durant and LeBron James's things, and you know, hey, maybe we're seeing a change of the guard here. Um. It's shiny and he wants it. Do you blame yeah. him? No, not at all. Because he fine as frog hair. He, uh, <laughs> he I'm just going to roll in the hits of the week. It's time for the NBA playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. I, just because we were talking about my baby daddy. Lord, have mercy. That boy, <laughs> he's not listening. I'm just going to start knees. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? Uh-huh. The room came out. Shaq, did you? I don't know if you catch if, if you catch any of the uh, pregame of uh, when they do the NBA playoffs. But the night yesterday, I think it was yesterday or night, whenever they got swept, Shaq had the broom on. He had the Lynette stickers on the floor. He was sweeping them up. <laughs> and what's the white dude name? Not Ken, is it Kenny Smith? No, Kenny Smith is the um, the black the dude. Guy. Yeah, who is the whoever the white dude is? He said, "Hey, say Shaq, what you doing?" He say, I'm trying to sweep up this mess that's on the <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, they pay Shaq almost five to six million dollars a year to do this. <laughs> I mean Shaq was off. in his house slippers, y'all. I just want y'all to say know that. Hats off for the for the grade A shade. You gotta get it. I'm trying to sweep up this mess that's gonna happen tonight. I was losing it. <laughs> I think Shaq took his funny pills before the show. <laughs> right. He put on his funny draws for the show. Right. Because he was, he was in it. <laughs> he had a good broom, good dustpan, like he was at your grandma's house somewhere. Mm-mm. But it's the truth. You, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, um, they say the coach's name like 400 times. Um, but him, they came to play. They were not going to be deterred by, ooh, that's Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And da 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 They, not, they weren't to fuck that. We are the Boston Celtics. We are Daniel Teese, Jason Tatum. Mark, we, who, that's who the fuck we are. Watch what we do. And each and every night, they came with something to prove. Now... <clears throat> It's going to so it's going to get interesting going forward because they take on the Bucks. 
Right. And and I'm I'm very much looking forward to that matchup. Uh, big question whether or not um, Trey Middleton comes back. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's a big loss for them. Um, but watching this uh, this waxing that they're get, they're putting on Chicago, even on me, of course they were supposed to do this, but their offense their offense looks very in sync right now. And I tell you what. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is not Kevin Durant when it comes to physicality. So, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so, so, Jason Tatum ain't gonna, it's not going to do that to him. Um, it's going to be a very good matchup, and I'm not ready to pick it yet. But oh no, I'm not I'm either. But it's going to be, it. it's going to be good. The they did show though because when the Bucks won, they did show that the series season they met five times, and the Bucks. Um, three to two. So it was, you know, it was three games to two, of course. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be one, but we all know the playoffs is a different ball game. Right. Very much so. is a way different ball game. You can be beat. Like I said, ten teams are getting run for their money. Clay Thompson is fine. He likes Kendall. Um, <laughs> bye, try. Right. <laughs> they showed him on TV. He got his good hand headband and his he real juicy lips and all. Mm. <laughs> I teach you to focus. <laughs> I am focused on 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 Clay Tom- I got this. Um, <laughs> running about in the East. Let's talk about if shall we? The okay. Philadelphia 76ers are one game away from being a game seven when they were up three games to one. This oh, has Doc never, Rivers. ever, ever happened in NBA history. And oh, Doc Rivers. Sam Van Gundy was like, well, you know, I mean, it had to happen at some point. But my question is, did it? <laughs> <laughs> did it really, though? <laughs> I said, oh, this, the shade that's being thrown today in the NBA to the commentators is good shit. I ain't going to lie. Well, I mean, look at it this way. All right. So, like, without looking it up, name two stars on the Toronto Raptors. I dare you. Go. <laughs> all I got is Paul Siakam, and that's all I got. There you go. See? <laughs> and therein lies my point. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, like, it's like, name two. I dare you. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm out of gas now i do want i do want philadelphia to pull it out because i find a philadelphia versus miami a lot more of an interesting matchup think, yeah a good better storyline right i just think that's that'd be a that'd be a much interesting and and, and you know matchup and storyline um however <laughs> Like you said, Doc Rivers will definitely be on the hot seat if this happens. Um, he had I, been warming up yesterday when they lost. Here, that bitch warming up. I mean, it's it's still very unlikely, but it is fun to talk about. It and, is, but if they win tomorrow, baby, listen, y'all can hang that bullshit up. Um, but I do think that, like you said, it provides a better storyline. Miami versus Philly, then Miami versus um, Toronto. Now, you know, 
I'm just saying, Nick Nurse and company, y'all had your time. Y'all had Kawhi and all them other good folks, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, also staying in the East, we have one who, wait, we had, oh, Miami and Atlanta. Um, as we know, that game ended yesterday, four to one. All I'm going to say is they need to find, because there were moments of, look, I'm like Celine Dion, but there were flashes of lights. You know, wait, there were moments of gold and there were flashes of light, honey, for the Atlanta Hawks. They would just was flashes. Went quick, no, went away fast. There was one game. <laughs> there was one game. And then. Girl, she found so, she found so. <laughs> bitch, it was one game. Don't get it was too one, It much. was one game. And then they realized, oh, we just have to, like, defend one person. And then that's it. <laughs> so, yeah. And then on top of that, you know, my. So my, my knock against Trey Young has always been that he is he's a little guy like true and i just i just i just don't know in this in this modern nba with 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 long you know uh, wing players dominating the league that you can build around a guy that i weigh more than <laughs> like i yeah. just don't know. <laughs> <I'm> just saying <laughs> <laughs> he is a little guy. He's like three, six, three, 170 pounds. Like he is a small guy. He's a defensive liability. You know, you lean on him, push him, put your hands on him, put some big bodies on him. He's going to get tired. He can't sustain. He can't sustain carrying an offense by himself. It doesn't, it doesn't change the fact. I mean, he is an outstanding player. He's still an all-star, but you know, he's got limitations and, and, you know, and that's fine. Um, of course, you know, they dealt with the injuries and whatnot, and it wasn't it wasn't surprising that they, it was a gentleman's sweep. Um, but what is more interesting to me is the the high level of defense Miami did play. And what we're looking at is with the Heat, the Celtics, and the Milwaukee Bucks, three teams that have very good perimeter defense with long athletic wing defenders, which I find really, really interesting. And, you know, whoever comes out of these two, these, the, this next, this next series and does make it to the, uh, the um, Eastern conference championship, we're going to see some real physical basketball. And I'm, that's mm-hmm. gonna- I, I'm looking forward to it because let's just say, Let's just say if it turns out to be Milwaukee and Miami, you're gonna get some play. Um, yeah. It'd be a remiss last year, and like yeah, yeah. absolutely, and they and they took each other to the carpet. Um, and I don't think it's gonna be any different this this year, but it's gonna be interesting to see if the Celtics are ready to take a step forward. Mm-hmm. And Ime, it his I know his first name is Ime. Uh, his first season as head coach, you know, he's done some good things. He has some boys ready to play, but we'll see. Um, like I said, again, I'm going to watch because they, I don't think they start play till next week. Um, not ready to pick yet, but by next episode, I will be. Um, sliding over to the West. Uh, I'm going to start with the one and the eight, which, you know, they still in it. They are. They still in it. They are. Um, let me say this. And I'm going to say one name. Jose Alvarado has given Chris Paul all that he can handle. 
Jose Alvarado is 22 years old. Chris Paul is 37. Chris Paul has had two technicals, seven turnovers, and he might be ejected for this game coming up tomorrow, depending on the ruling that's at noon, I think it is. For the mm-hmm. dirty play that happened, I didn't know nothing about it until I read it on NBA.com today, uh, that he threw against Jose after. Uh, we shall see. Um, the Phoenix Suns are, are clearly the number one seed. That is that is it. Yeah. We know Devin Booker may be back tomorrow. He may come back game seven. Uh, I don't see it, but hey, stranger shit has happened. Look at LeBron James. Uh, but the New Orleans Pelicans have not, and you, I know you were like, bitch, they ain't moving on. But even if they don't, they've not been blown out in any of their games that they've lost. I give it. I'll give. I'll give the Pelicans their flowers on that one. They have given the Phoenix Suns everything they can handle. Um, I don't think that they will advance. Right, uh, but still, think, but 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 they but they have nothing to feel bad about. I mean, in, uh, in this series, I think that I think the Suns will still have enough, even if Devin Booker doesn't come back. Um, it's not looking good for them moving forward if they if he doesn't, but. Um, the Pelicans have definitely just like, I mean, they have, they've given them everything they can handle and they should be very proud of what they accomplished for sure. It does look good. Especially in Willie Green's first year without Zion. Um, and listen, like, like CJ said, CJ said, listen, I want to be here because in the next two to three years, this team is going to be something to pay notice to. Um, Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. Willa Green has them believing. And when you have a bunch of boys believing, there's nothing that that can't happen. It's just like anywhere else. When you believe in your coach and you believe in everything that happens around it, fuck who you got. We go on our hands, shoot some basketball. Um, so, yeah, I do, I'm looking forward to tomorrow because it is in New Orleans and we all know that the Smoothie King Center will be rocking. Yeah. Um, it will. It when I went the last time, bitch, you couldn't hear two feet in front of you. It was that loud. Um, so if they contain Chris Paul tomorrow, um, it will probably force a game seven. Which once again, like you said, the Pelicans going forward have nothing to hold their hand head about at all. Nothing. No. Go forth and if you have to prepare for next year, but you gonna look good while doing it because you boys are ready. Um, now. Moving on to who would be either one of their opponents going forward, the Utah Jazz and the Dallas Mavericks. Baby, Luka Doncic is putting on a show. Yep. He's showing exactly why he's, he's like he could possibly be a repeat MVP. Right. That boy is putting on a show. He said, fuck Utah, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, all of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch me work. And that's – I watched him yesterday in that game. I said, God damn. He's one of those players, and it just I just marvel at sometimes it's just like, how did, how, did, how did he pull this off? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a chance to see him here in Atlanta when they came in to play the Hawks early. I think it was opening day, actually, I went to that game. And he's one of those players that just, like, pops. Like, he just looks different, <laughs> like, on the court with – the rest of these professional basketball players. I don't know how he gets that dad bod to move quicker than most. And like that first step that he had, like it's, it's, it's quite remarkable, but he's fun to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. 
I just I'm watching them and I'm watching the the Utah Jazz was gassed. They look exhausted trying to defend him. And if you can't defend him, then they go do something else. So mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a the, the Mavericks are making them play their game. And when I went to watch, because I caught it in the second quarter, and they were already up by 15. I said, Well, goddamn. Right. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> but I know what happened. Luka Doncic and company. Um, so they're not. Do I expect them to move on? Yes, absolutely. Utah doesn't look like it has enough firepower, even with, like I said, Bayan Bandanovich, uh, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell. They don't look like they have it to just go on. And if they do, it's going to be an early exit for them um, when they get to the, whoever that is. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I think I think that Luka Doncic's in, injury is – Kind of over if he's playing through it, um, but he's wearing that ass out. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. Uh, I expect them tomorrow to close out their game um, and move on. I do, I do, I do. Um, I also, now mean. watching right now, um, Golden State in Denver. I forgot Aaron Gordon even was a Denver Nugget. To be honest, but I didn't know he was on the team. I really yeah. didn't. Um, but Golden State leads the series through to one. Do I expect them to win this game? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Um, I Splash Brothers are running on the floor like nobody's business. Uh, if they wind up winning, good, I mean, good for them. Um, but also, they are something to be reckoned with. Like I said, Stephen Curry is starting. Now, was he injured? Was the fact that he was only getting so many minutes? Um, I They haven't really. They, if, they, if he was, they haven't really made it you know, uh, known. Um, but I don't think so. I think they're just kind of like limiting minutes a bit. Um, I don't know. Like I will, I will say this, like I said, you know, I do think that we got the question last week is go to state for real. Right. Uh, and I actually t- took a deeper dive and look into, looked at, looked into that this week. And not only do they think they I think they're real, I kind of think they're the favorites to come out of the West. Um, and the reason, it, with the caveat being, if Steve, uh, Stephen Curry and Draymond Green are able to stay healthy and on the on the court at the same time, which mm-hmm. hasn't happened consistently in the last two years. So that's a big if. But what can't be understood is the emergence of Jordan Poole as well. Because um, he's, all, he's yeah, balling out too. Right. Like that can't be underestimated. But if 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 they continue with like with the with their offense clicking the way that it is, like I said, I think they're the favorites to come out. Now, one other thing to consider though, I will say, they they consistently play a small lineup. I don't know how that's going to um how that's going to work out when they play against other teams, they have some bodies, some real bigs to, you know, to crash the boards, make them feel real uncomfortable inside. Who's going to stop them. Um, that might, that might end up being a bigger issue for them than they anticipate. Um, but again, they're playing, they're, they're looking like, they're looking like that team of old that we were expecting to be a dynasty again. Um, so it's like I said at the beginning uh, earlier this season, I said, you know, the words look scary. Like there's something to watch out for. I think, and I think that, I mean, I just, I'm, 
it's going to be very interesting to see them going forward, but I think they're probably the favorites to come out. Mm -hmm. I do, because if Devin Booker doesn't return, even if he does return, who knows how good he'll play? I mean, he's still going to be a star, but how good is it going to be for him? How how much is that hamstring going to hobble him? Because um, at the end of the day, you know, if you keep Chris Paul down to a, sled, a certain thing or a certain – a certain number, he's not going to do much, but he's still Chris Paul at the end of the day. He still can make plays and do tricks. That right. is very true. Uh, well, Chris, Paul, Chris Paul's gift is he makes everybody around him better. That's what Chris Paul is a master at. He makes everybody around him better. True. I just, I think that Golden State has more more power um, than Phoenix. If you're gonna just look who's gonna run in the who. Um, but speaking of power and who may run in the who, have you seen John Morant? Oh. I saw, the, him, I saw him posterize people. Just, <laughs> but that listen. <laughs> I saw that and said, God damn. That's that shit was sexy. That's a bad man. Like like the old people say, that's a bad man. Right. Like I was just like, well, damn. <laughs> like I like I you know I <laughs> that was one of those like come out your seat moments I mean it was horrible defense but like it was <laughs> but I said god I, I I felt I had to rewatch that a few times oh several times several times absolutely I said, well, God damn. What? But Memphis, baby, Minnesota, baby, I just, just count, your, count your win, say thank you, and say, well, I'm going to do it again next year. Mm. I think John Moran and them, game-winning game shot. Uh, mm, that well, was I mean, something just, nasty. I, see, I mean, I just, you know, that that <laughs> – that last play is indicative of what I was saying about them when, when we first started talking about the playoffs. And I told you, I didn't really trust Memphis because they were young and inexperienced and whatnot. And that, that play like really was a indication of what I was talking about because it was just undisciplined defense. If you're going to go for a steal, you know, it's at the end of the game. Like, you better damn sure make sure that you get it because what you did was gave him an unimpeded pathway to the basket, whereas had you just stayed in front of him, he would have had to settle for a contested fadeaway um, mid-range shot, which yep. is a much less, you know, a much less lower percentage shot. Um, so, yeah, so this is, I mean, I think, you know, I think they're, they, you know, they've got some young pieces and whatnot. They'll be back, but... Their inexperience is just showing, that's all. Yeah, and, you know, those boys in Minnesota are still relatively young. Um, D'Angelo Russell is still a beast, but the rest of them are just, you know, they they their car Anthony Towns is not playing his best basketball right now, and he should be. Um, but, oh, I'm, I'm looking at John Morant. Now, those boys might contend in the West. I don't think they'll win it, but they will contend because they run into the win, huh? I don't think they're going to contend. I just think that'd be fun to watch, but I don't think they're going to I think, but they run into the winners of Golden State and Denver. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're gonna. No, I don't see them getting out of Golden State. That mm-hmm. I don't see. You ain't gonna say, look, you ain't gonna get a chance to get me the line and shit. You said get me the line on all the good national podcasts. Right. I'm not gonna go as far as say that. I'm just, you know, I I don't think they're contenders, but they, like I said, they are fun to watch. And, you know, John Moran, as long as he can continue to do this, you know, he's he's obviously one of the most exciting players in the NBA. He reminds me a lot of Dwayne Wade, except for he's a better shooter. Yes. Yeah, he plays big, even though he's not a big. Um, But yeah, no, like I like I said, you know, it's uh, I it I'm glad that that's turned into a series. I think that they, I think I frankly think that that Golden State would make short work of them. Um, But you know, I've had an enjoy time. I have had a good time watching. I had a good time watching Memphis all day long. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I rewatched that play. I know three or four times at best. <laughs> I, I, that make no fucking fool out of me. I just wanted to see it over again. Um, ESPN played it on the top 10 plays of the week. Shit, that's how I know shit was good. Oh, they played um, it. No, that's, I mean, they played like every 15 minutes on Get Up This Morning. Like, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I, the the NBA playoffs going forward, we know are still going to be great. We may have some game sevens, we may not. Um, but either way, the cut goes. The semifinals, the quarterfinals have given us no less than what we've asked for. Um, right. And the semifinals are probably going to do the exact same. Um, yeah. And they're best of seven as well, right? Yep. So the league changed it all the way around. I don't know why I thought they got less, but or the way it started, but now it's, it's best of seven all the way around, which is good. It gives teams more options. Um, when, it comes, when it comes to TV contracts, you can always err on the side that they're adding more. They're never, they're never adding less. <laughs> Got it. And that, because money talks. Exactly. <laughs> money talks. Oh, well, children, the time has come. I've thought about this all week. It took some good notions, some good watching of the NFL network (laughs) Um, but the time has come for us to answer our fan question from last week and the reason why I didn't pull any fan questions this week ladies and gentlemen boys and gays and all things in between is because we were asked last week for those of you that did not catch our show um, because the NFL draft is tomorrow Um, round one of it is anyway Um, to make our first 10 picks me and Kenny both, um, which we thought was cute and fun. Um, but I don't see how they do. People do all seven rounds. I don't see how they do it. They get paid for it. <laughs> that part. Well, never mind, girl. Like, I see how they do it. Right. Uh, <laughs> if you don't give me a check, I'll do it. <laughs> you give, me give me a million, give me a million dollars, five hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna sit and get all seven of these motherfuckers. I might be wrong. <laughs> But I will get it when you look, when you need it by. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. When you need this shit by. Okay. <laughs> um, but we were asked to do 10. Of course, as I said before, the NFL draft is in Las Vegas. And I couldn't be more happy, A, because it's Vegas. I've been there, had a good time. Uh, second, uh, it's the NFL, baby. It's that's yeah. just, it's the NFL. 
I, Mickey Mouse could be drafted tomorrow, and I'm going to still watch. <laughs> yeah, and you know, this uh, NFL is just like NFL is coming for all of the other leagues' things. Oh, yeah, they don't want to be left out. They just don't want to be considered an August to February league. You get what I'm saying? Well, I mean, they've successfully done that. And they strategically place all of these things in spots to take from the other, like take from the leagues. Like, you know, now with the way that they've done their free agency, if you know, there ain't nobody talking about baseball yet. Um, um, still too early. They go. They make a big spectacle of the draft. Put it right in the middle of the NBA playoffs. You know, the newest thing is they're talking. They pretty much trying to take over Christmas from the NBA. Yeah, because they got three that's, games now on Christmas. Yeah, they, yeah, they doing three games on Christmas. That like that's crazy because we used to always always associated you know Christmas with NBA. But nope. yeah, you get you get like five, four or five games on Christmas from the NBA. Right. Nope. Now you got to do both. You got to pick a pick a struggle. You're going to watch the ABC or you're going to watch the Fox. What you going to watch? Depending on well, who you're in love with. Let's just keep it real. The numbers don't lie. People are going to watch football. Oh, absolutely. Because they're going to they're going to be smart that. I'm going to watch Saints. What they're going to do is flex. What they're going to do is flex it out. They're going to put compelling games on, on Christmas and they're, they're going to take over that shit. Because, I mean, they own, they own Thanksgiving already. So... <laughs> I just I Roger Goodell is the clown of the bunch, but he's still making good moves and owners are joining with him. You know how to make money moves. He like Cardi B. He like (laughs) come on, Cardi B. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So before we do our ten picks, I'm gonna give one slight notion that today. Jerry Jones was asked, what does his team need in the NFL draft? That's why I had them as baby daddies of the week early, because it it made me chuckle often. <laughs> when I because they repeated his interview a few times. Is it you to hire a general manager? Right. <laughs> and a coach. Right. Offensive <laughs> coordinator. But he said, and I quote, we don't have any specific needs in the draft. I'm sorry. Say that again. We do not have any specific needs in the draft. And this is why everybody keeps telling you, you don't need to be nobody's general manager. He said we, he thinks that he has the best group of players right now to get him a Super Bowl. And I said, look, and I said, does this motherfucker have dementia? (laughs) But you ain't won a Super Bowl since the nineties. <laughs> since you ran Jimmy Johnson out with your, out with, your, with, your with your arrogant ass. <laughs> but you think that you don't have no no needs? Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Well, all right. Okay. Marcus Spears said, "Well, I don't know about what you." Don't need, but what you should get <laughs> is an offensive line. Yeah, maybe you're another going, wide receiver. You're going to need another wide receiver, and Amari Cooper's gone. And a, and a, and and parts of your defense. So, I don't know what team Jerry Jones is looking at, but he might want to take another gander. I don't know what they're going to do because they have three picks in the first two rounds. Well, you also got to remember, like, you know, 
Jerry Jones lives in a different world than we do because he's like a legit billionaire. Yeah. And so he's a little out of touch. And he's a business guy. He's not a, he's not a football guy. And so he don't see the same things that we see. True. And he probably has a lot of yes men around him. Like he's got his son working with him and, you know, and God knows who else. But, yeah, he's becoming Al Davis in his late years. You know, Al Davis was a motherfucker until they put him in the ground. <laughs> I mean, Al Davis, really was- he was, but like, you know, towards the end, he <laughs> he was a motherfucker until they ran that ass in the guy. I'm with you. I agree. <laughs> Uh, they ran that motherfucker in the ground. Um, but yeah, I found that comical. Each time I say it, each time I read it, you don't have any needs in the in the in, okay. All right. Okay, girl. Look, <laughs> I told I told many people in my life I'm at a stage where if you tell me the sky is Moroccan blue, bitch, I'm gonna agree with you because that's what I at this point, Jimmy Jones, you are delusional as hell. But hey, me and you must never part. Hallelujah. Okay. Amen. We'll see tomorrow. And when your team returns or does not return to the playoffs, you'll say what you did or you didn't need. Um, he's you know, maybe, the problem is, uh, maybe the problem is he's been in the NFC East for too long and he don't realize that you are in the one of the worst conf- I mean, divisions in the league. And so uh-huh. you keep making the playoffs because of that. He said <laughs> free agency is not done. It's not. I agree with you. It is absolutely not. But when you get down to it, the draft is here for a reason. But hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in Dallas. I don't. What the fuck do I know? I'm just a gay I mean, man talking I, about sports. Yeah, you know, just to, just to be a little contrarian. I mean, the Rams did build their team out of free agency, so I mean, it. There is some truth to that, but I just have zero faith in his decision making. So we'll just leave it at that. There's no Jerry Jones. They're gonna go to the war room. They're going to look, they're going to pay into the war room and guess who's going to be in there right in the front row. Jerry Jones, old ass. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading the stories when, when Johnny Manziel with that draft with Johnny Manziel and they were like, <laughs> they had to wrestle him to the carpet to keep him from drafting Johnny Manziel. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, stupid. <laughs> they were like, no. He wanted to, though. Oh, he wanted to so bad. He wanted to so bad. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, so, anyhow, sis, let, I'll let you start with... Decrepit, dusty heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, let's go. Let's move on. Baby, just... Don't he just make your ass itch and not in a good way? <laughs> <laughs> He's the, um, he's the opposite of Swag Daddy Pat Riley. Ain't he the opposite? Baby, let me holler at you. Ew, no, you smell like work. Get away from me. <laughs> you smell like you smell like dementia. Go! Right. In Texas. <laughs> right. Just disgusting. Anyhow, since I'll let you do with your top ten, let's see what we got. Let's see what we got here. Okay, you want to start at number ten or go start at one? How you want to do it? Uh... Let's start at number. Let's start at number one. Okay. Who did All you right. get? So number one pick going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now I was kind of torn on this because I have a feeling. All right, so I'll I'll do it like this. I'll tell you 
who I think they should draft, and I'll tell you who I think they will draft. So okay. I think they will draft Taylor Walker out of Georgia, the edge rusher. I think they'll take him at number one. I think that seems to be the general consensus with a lot of the punditry and the gas baggery and sports talk. But I think it would behoove them <laughs> to take offensive line first to shore that up. And so I would I, I would have them take Evan Neal out of Alabama, the balance tackle who can pay left or right. Um, or there's also uh, um, Icky Kawanu, the tackle from I want to say, where is he from Houston? From Houston, yes. Um, but I think that they I think that they will go ahead and and take, take the Tr- Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, the edge rusher, because he's the sexy, you know, a, a, you know, dynamic pick, you know, that everybody's talking about, and he's considered the best available. So they'll I think they'll probably go. Trayvon Walker from Georgia. So, and I will 100% agree with you there. That's what I have. Um, mm-hmm. I, the reason why I say that is I looked at the offensive line stats of last year. Um, pole volleyball lesbian play was running for her life. I to check like somebody was after exactly. her. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that they need someone to help sure off that offensive line. Um, the boy is bad. I've watched his highlights. Um, as I said, I'm watching TV all day long today. Um, I was able to see that. Yeah, I think that's the sexy logical pick. Mm-hmm. I do think that that's the pick for that. Um, I think um, Doug, Doug Peterson will do, a, you know, he's the quarterback whisperer. Now, how much he going to whisper to the lesbian volleyball player? Don't know. <laughs> um, don't know. But that offensive line gonna be for right. Y'all, at least for y'all, y'all don't know when he says the lesbian volleyball player, he's talking oh. about Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. I forget. I gotta tell people that too. Huh? <laughs> his hair, his hair is laid though in the boss. Uh, so she got good product in. <laughs> she got good product in. Girl, don't don't go to our don't flow. Knock it, honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Miss Lady got good product. Listen, I ain't mad at her. Look, <laughs> listen, mama, I ain't even mad at the girl. She got a good product here. She got a good hair laid. Um, so I will do number two, and then we'll see where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and for this pick, I also think that because it is the the Detroit Lions, and I'm just gonna be honest, they need all the help they can get. No matter who they pick, should help. Right. <laughs> so, it should help. Uh, but I think they should go offensive lineman to help protect Jared Goff. Um, Cause again, he was also running for dear life and that offensive line was atrocious at best. They ranked number 30th in the league. Um, so I'm going to go with what you said earlier. I had at number two was no, I'm sorry. I apologize. I take that back. I read that wrong. I'm actually going to go defense on this one. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. I'm, I'm going to go defense on this, and I'm sorry I had I wrote it wrong. Say the the writing was different. I mean, anyway, I'm thinking they're going to go with Adam Hutchinson, the edge from Michigan. Okay, all right. They need um, they need good defensive help on that side of the ball. Um, I agree 
but I don't think that he would be the first defensive player that I would choose. So I actually have them picking Sauce Gardner, the uh, cornerback out of Cincinnati. Um, and the main reason why, because he has some really good, some really incredible stats. So he did last season at Cincinnati, again, you know, we do have to take into account the competition that Cincinnati was playing. No offense to our good friend, um, what's that child's name again? Um, the one with the t-shirt too. Oh my God. Uh, shit. Oh dear God, you would actually, and I don't. Oh my God, right. I'm sorry, friend, that we forgot your name, but you, we you did. know, I'm oh number one Cincinnati fan, but yeah, Sauce yes. Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he didn't allow a catch all season over 20 yards in that one touchdown reception. Um, I, I, you know, he's you know, he's fast, he's lengthy, he's physical. Um, I so I, I chose him to go number two to the Detroit Lions. Okay, which either like I said, still defense side of the ball, and right. yeah, they still got eaten up either way the cut goes. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't think it's gonna matter. Like, I mean, it's just like it's yeah. Just- <laughs> I told you that Jacksonville and Detroit on either side of the ball needed help on all accounts. You know, just like uh, Detroit, if Detroit is like that organization was like, you know, being a Falcons fan, it's like, well, at least I'm not from Detroit. <laughs> right. At least I'm not from Detroit. <laughs> True. <laughs> or Jacksonville. At least Jacksonville's had some recent success. Like Detroit ain't had none in a minute. <laughs> and they start quarterback left in the first year he won a Super Bowl. Huh. <laughs> huh. I mean, you got remember Jacksonville was a Blake Bortles away from beating the Patriots and going to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, look, don't tell nobody that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. So, I my number three, because you said him earlier, kind of switched it up for you. I went with Sauce Gardner, who will go to the Houston Texans. Um, yeah, they their quarterback situation. Um, they rank 17th in the league. Not horrible, but like I said, 17th out of 32. Uh, and just by what you said, Sauce Gardner is one, uh, if not the best cornerback in the draft. Um, but I had him going to Houston. Okay. Um, I actually had Houston going offense and going with offensive line. I had them with Ikiwanu Ike- from Houston. At oh, okay. I had them going offensive line because – they sold off their assets, including their um, their Pro Bowl tackle, and I think they'll be looking to replace him. Um, try to try to build some kind of offensive line in efforts to get ready to either bring in a veteran quarterback, but more likely they'll probably look in the draft one next year. Yeah, because um, Houston, Lovey Smith is going to be there. You know, he's done some great things no matter where he went. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that. Um, who do you have for number four? It's going to the New York Mighty Mighty Jets. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Um, I have okay. them taking uh, – right. Okay. Um, I actually have them taking uh, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon, the edge rusher. Um, that's assuming that Aiden Hutchinson is not still on the board. Which I had um, him going number two. So yeah, right. So that's assuming he's not on the board. If he's not, if he's still on the board, then I think they'll take Aiden Hutchinson. But I think one or the other. I think they'll take an edge rusher. 
rusher and either be Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. I had number four for the J-E-T-S. I had the same thing. Iki Iwano. Say it again. Iki Iwano. Yes. Yeah. That's who I <laughs> look. Him. Yes. Yeah. I had the same thing. Um, it, it, I mean, that front line needs to uh, Jesus, the Jets have so many holes, but they need to build around Zach Wilson. Um, right. Zach Wilson spent a lot of time on the ground. Yeah. He was sacked 36 times. Running for his motherfucking life. Right. <laughs> right bitch, can I get the ball in my hand first? Like, yeah. So building around that, um, Robert Saleh should have this pick in the back. If Icky's available to him, as I said again, um, if he does not, then I would also say um, – and if Aiden Hutchinson is not taken, then I would take Aiden on the on the defensive side. I think they're going to stick with offense, and so I think if Icky's still on the board, which I'm pretty sure he will be at number three, then they would probably they may take Evan Neal. Um, yeah, I I think they I think they're going to go offensive line regardless. So I think either Evan Neal or Icky Kwanu. Okay. Um, next up, the New York Giants at number five. I do think they're going to hold on to this pick. I, I've, I've heard several reports that they're listening to several offers of coming out of number five. But if it was me, I think they need to hold on to number five because they held on to Dan, Daniel Jones and they're going to need it. Right. Right. I, I completely agree. And I also think this is – I also think this they're going to try to make this a make-or-break year for, uh, for Daniel Jones. And Correct. so – for that reason, I picked offensive line for them too, to just try to give him a chance to at least be protected and hopefully show that he was worth that first round pick that they wasted on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have Evan O'Neill with him, but I think he's interchangeable with Iki Kawano depending on who is left on the board at that time. But I think one or the other will go to the Giants. I have Evan Neal going to the Giants at number five. I, I as well. Um, this is Daniel Jones's year to show up or show out or ship out. That's yeah. just, and they're going to put a piece or two around him in order to give him some time. Um, hopefully they'll get back a, a healthy Saquon Barkley. So that'll give yeah. him some, you know, some, somebody to run with. Um, so yeah, this is his make or break year with a new coach. Um, so I think that Evan Neal would be the option. And like you said, if Icky, if he's not available and Icky still is, that would be the next choice at number five. Yeah. Uh, oh, Carolina. <laughs> oh, Carolina. So I'm a little I'm, torn here and I have two different picks, but I'll let you go first. Uh, well, I think they're going to, I think they're going to quarterback. I think they're going to take Malik Willis out of Liberty. I think they're going to go quarterback. I am with you there. That was my second option. My first one is Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. Okay. The, if um, you're going to keep Sam Donald doing what he do, if you're going to keep him, then you're going to need to protect him. From what? Throwing interceptions? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Has anyone noticed that my sister's not big on neither am I, but she is not a Sam Donald fan. <laughs> for for what for looking like a Lego man? <laughs> looking like come a- on, Lego man. 
I think that I I think that the Sam Darnold experiment is done. I I've seen what I had to I need to see. He is officially in my crash test dummy uh category in the sense that it, you know the results are in. I know who he is. If they're smart, they'll know who he is as well. Um you know, I you know, caveat being I don't know how much, you know, how much is gonna be left in uh um Christian um what's his name? Christian Ooh. McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, who right. I think who I honestly think they're trying to get rid of. They'll be doing him a favor, that's for damn sure, to be honest with you. Um I think he's merely wasting his career in Carolina. Same oh, completely. Completely, completely. I mean, because I mean, they're, I mean, they're basically using him up, um, and I mean, that would be doing him a great favor. And if anything, I mean, he's earned it. If they, especially if they send him to a contender, um, and and then and they're in a rebuild. So, you know, like rather than because he's gonna want to get paid, but you know, you know, running backs just don't have the same value that they used to, right? Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think they're gonna go quarterback. I just think the Sam Donald experiment is over. Like. Uh, you know why waste time even if you even if you want to keep Sam Darnold and bring Malik Willis you know give him some time to develop because he's going to need it um but I think the time is now just go ahead and 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 look towards the future and go for it yeah I just I, I if they do not then they may switch it up and Malik Willis from Liberty is my answer there as well um Malik have y'all seen have you seen the highlights on Malik that boy is bad. I, I know I have, but again, I'm just, you know, I'm circumspect because it's Liberty, but also, but in the same vein, though, how many great quarterbacks have we seen come out of lower division schools? I mean, because I mean, look, look, Josh Allen went to what North Dakota State. So, yeah. you know, it's it, it, you know, it's possible. I think he's I think he's worth the draft pick. Oh yeah. Oh wait, a good, a good, a little hurry up and see. Mm-hmm. Um, Number seven, which the Giants have that pick as well. Um, I'm going to shock you there. I'm going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. Um, that man-to-man coverage that that the Giants are going to use, um, I think he'll fit well there. So I think that this may be a spot that somebody may trade up for to pick a wide receiver. You think? Yes. Because and here's the reasoning why. Because everybody knows that the Falcons are going to pick a wide receiver. And Garrett, um, Garrett Williams from, uh, from Ohio State, and I think he's the best wide receiver coming out of the draft. If he's on the board, I guess, you know, spoiler, I think the Falcons are going to choose him. And if, if yeah, there are plenty of teams that are looking for wide receivers, if they want it, they're going to have to trade up for the Falcons to get them. And I think that's going to happen. So I don't know who it will be, but I think somebody's going to uh, trade up. And I think Garrett will, Williams is going to come off for number seven. I, I, oh, wow. Look at you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Okay. Um, Wow. All right. Number eight. Oh, I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait to see what you did with this one. But 
I'm going to give, I'm going to do one who I think I'm going to give you one of my boys um, who I love, uh, I think will fit well if the defense is right. And that's Derek Stingley Jr. going to the Atlanta Falcons. He is the cornerback out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Listen, he was the Buckets Award winner for one of the best cornerbacks in the SEC and the nation. Um, yeah, I think that's just a perfect fit if given the right defensive scheme. Uh, I got to disagree with you on that one because the Falcons are in desperate need of wide receiver and skill players because Calvin Ridley's out for this season, of course, because his dumb ass and his gambling issues. And <laughs> his motherfucking ass and his gambling issues. And like, and you know, so all they have right now is tight ends and a bunch of trash. So they're, they're going to go wide receiver. Um, and if, somebody doesn't happen to trade above them to get Garrett Williams, they'll pick him. If not, I think they'll pick Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Who's a better better star in your opinion? Garrett Williams is the best one, I think, coming out. Okay. Um, Jamison Williams is, is, is the speedster. He's, he's the, the, uh, tick the top off the defense, deep threat guy. Um, but I don't think that's what they need. I think they need a bigger body. Um, you know, especially if they're going to be riding out with, um, um, why am I, I almost be t- tipsy. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> that the Hawaiian boy. It must be. The Hawaiian boy, you know, the quarterback. Um, oh, Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to need a bigger body, a bigger target. So I, so I think they would want Garrett Williams, but, um, if he's if he's not available, I think they will take Jamison Williams. Honorable mention to Drake London out of uh, USC as well. Okay, fair. But they're gonna go wide receiver. Like I, I'm, I'm with that's the that's the one spot I'm willing to put some money on. <laughs> like they're gonna go wide receiver. That just, that's one. That's one side I'm going to give you. Right. <laughs> Oh, number nine, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, let me say this. I thought that the Seattle Seahawks need a quarterback, and they do. (laughs) And they do. Um, But I also think they need wide receiver help on side of DJ Metcalf. If he stays. Eh, Yeah. Look, eh, yeah. Right. And I went with Drake London. Okay. Out of USC. Big body, you know, like you said, someone to stand in there. Um, Will he expand the strike zone? Yeah. Because like I said, if you pair him up with Cal, I'm sorry, not Cal, it's DJ Metcalf, um, Who's the quarterback in Seattle right now? Is it? I was just about to say that. I was like, yeah, but Drew Locke got to throw him the ball. <laughs> I'm hanging up. This podcast is over. That bitch said, you got to remember, bitch, Drew Locke still throwing a football. And that's great, but somebody got to throw them the football. And right now is Drew Locke. So, yeah, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll got a whole lot of finagling and, excuse my language, nigger rigging to do. Because, listen. <laughs> You dropped no less than three M-bombs this whole episode, so, you know. It's fine. 
Sorry, um, white people, but that's what he does. Like, <laughs> she's been drinking. <laughs> Sorry, anyhow, uh, you all right? Drew Lock does still have to throw the ball there, you know. But I do have a second option. Okay, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Not Kyle Pitts. Uh, yeah, the quarterback <laughs> from Pittsburgh. Is that his name? Oh, shit. I was about to say, I was like, I was like, you mean the Falcons tight end? <laughs> no, that's the man named the Falcons. The Falcons crazy. Are you sure? No, is, that, is that that child's name? Kenny Pickett. My bad. Kenny Pickett. I was about to say, <laughs> it's not that child's name. <laughs> not that woman's name. <laughs> I'm going to stop drinking before the show. I'm just going to drink water. I'll start drinking water for the show. It's probably more helpful to me anyway. Um, Bullshit. All right. Back to it. So, uh, yeah. So um, this is when we're going in different directions as well, because I'm looking at the, the, uh, the culture and, and Pete Carroll is a defensive coach and how he likes to like how he likes to build a team. And so I think they're gonna go defense. And I think they're gonna go secondary. And so this is where I chose Derek Stingley to come off the board. Oh wow. Okay. This is where I chose him to come up board. And they already have they already have a solid safety core. And if they can sure up their secondary with uh with with uh with 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 the solid quarterback, I mean they they can put together a very strong um, secondary again, and you know, I mean, like the, when they were the most successful with Legion of Boom and whatnot. I seen a reason why they would try that again. So, I, I think if he's still available, I think they would go Derek Stingley. All right. Well, that that's. Of course, he was off the board for me. Um, last but certainly not least, the Jets have another pick, hoping that they do get it right. Um, <laughs> Who do you have? I'll, I always went first. Who do you got? So this is where I have them going offensive line. Um, okay. And I have them taking Charles Cross from Mississippi State here. Oh. Yeah, offensive tackle. I have them taking him here. Okay. Well, I went defense, and I went with your other speed wide receiver, and that's Jamison Williams. Okay. Um. Who does who does Zach have to throw to? You know, and I, I and I honestly, I don't, I don't, I, I think that's, I don't, I don't think that's a bad choice either. To be honest with you, because um, like, who does Zach they, have to throw to? They definitely could use some outside weapons, and so I don't think, I think that would be a solid choice for them as well. Sorry, Jameson, if you had to go pay for the Jets, but right, sorry, you had to pay for the J E T S go Jets. Oh, real gay and shit, and now, um. Yes, I, I picked him because, as I said again, I looked at the standard of who does Zach have to throw to. Uh, what I did was in this process, I kind of looked at quarterbacks first. and was like, okay, who do you have? Um, and then looked at what was your pressing need. Um, and then after watching this other day, they had Jameson Wilson going to the Jets as well, unless there's a trade-up for him before somebody else gets to him. Yeah. Um, kind of what Pat – Kansas City did in front of Pat Mahomes for the Saints. Uh, that was an interesting thing I was thinking about um, when I discussed somebody moving up to number seven 
and the 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 Chiefs have the draft capital to be the able to right because I think they have two other later first round picks. Um, so it's it's uh, so they were one of the ones I was considering that would move up to try to try to pick up another wide receiver, um, specifically Garrett Williams because he has a very good, uh, interesting skill set. You know, obviously Tyreek Hill is just one of those players you can't replace, but he he certainly he certainly has the prospect of being very good. So, yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking. I was like, all right, so you know, year two of a rookie quarterback, you're always supposed to see progress. Right. You're always supposed to see it. So you know, give him another weapon and see what you come up with. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so definitely, that's what I was coming up with. Um, as we all know, round one is tomorrow, uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I think. 7 Central Standard Time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, it's back. We are we are booming and ready, so you know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, it is – the shit is getting ready to hit the fan, baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, our season is – you know, we talk, and we talk straight football. Uh you know, we all we do enjoy our other sports, but it is here. It is ready. And we two homosexuals are fucking ready for it. Right. Uh, exactly. Uh, we are ready for it. All of the shit show and shenanigans um, for tomorrow will be here. Uh, we will give you a recap of at least round one and our thoughts of a summary when we get back next week. Um, as I said, again, I didn't pull any fan questions this week because, of course, we had our 10 draft picks to go over. Um but we are so looking forward to just so everyone knows the NFL schedule is released May 12th. Um, Ooh, that's so keep that. Huh? That's going to be a good episode. Yeah. The schedule is released May 12th. Um, so we will definitely have some good shit to talk about um, of the goings on. I am going to make it a point this year um, to be in Atlanta when the saints take on Atlanta. Uh, that's my goal this year. Uh, prayfully it's around the time that the Braves play somebody good. Uh, maybe Pride Night or some shit like that. So definitely, say, you got to you got to come for Pride Night again too. Right. Was- so that's kind of where I'm hoping it's built around. We shall see. Um, usually the Saints and the Falcons take on each other early, and then the, like the very last game of the season. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's somewhere near there. Um, but we know the baseball season ends in October. Um, but we all will look forward to that. Um. But it looks like Pride Night this year for the Braves is June fifteenth. Oh, cool! Yeah, so so definitely. Um, and then ooh, that'll be fun. Red Sox. That'd be cute. Ooh, that might be cute to come to Atlanta yeah. see the Red Sox take. Yes, yeah. <laughs> evening game. Yeah, that'd be cute. Y'all come up to the Pride Night and see the boys and play in Atlanta <laughs> for the weekend. That's all the fuck I need. Uh, <laughs> Whole weekend in Atlanta, talking, baby. I'm like sunshine. I ain't coming home. Uh, <laughs> ooh, I need. I need to stop drinking during this show. This is some bullshit. <laughs> okay. Uh anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, boys and gays, and all things in between, it is time for my favorite part of the evening. Um, she's tipsy tonight. Y'all heard it. The bitch can barely talk. Uh, <laughs> and she's been on a full work week, so you who knows what the fuck we get tonight, but. Okay. Let's get to it, everyone. Let's get ready to hear Kenny's rant. Oh, Lord. Oh, she took a deep breath. I told y'all we in trouble, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> old, old, old men. 
standing in the yard, screaming at the kids, get off my lawn, yelling at the moon, acting a fucking fool. Hear me and hear me now. Michael Jordan has not played in the NBA in almost 30 years. (laughs) Can we please stop? (laughs) And I bring this up because I heard the likes of Stephen A. Smith, Mike the Mad Dog Russo. Uh, Who else was talking shit about this? Um, uh, God, there's a couple of them. All of them in their, you know, late 50s and 60s or whatnot. And too old to be they, talking shit. Too old to be talking shit because they were upset because Jimmy Butler did not play in this game five against um, um, the, the Atlanta Hawks. And the first thing they said, well, Michael Jordan played with a broken foot. And I'm like, Michael Jordan is not playing the NBA anymore. It's not the same <laughs> NBA. <laughs> these men are literally sacrificing their body for our entertainment. If he (laughs) does not want to play or is not able to play or decide, or if it's decided that it's best for him not to play in the game in a series that they have in hand already, why are we sitting here comparing him to the ghost of Michael Jordan? (laughs) Ain't play and game. Very game, and it's like you know, I'm sick and tired of it. Is is is? Don't get me wrong. I am, you know, I am reverent about Michael Jordan as much as the next person because yes, I am still old enough to have seen him play. However, that being said, let's stop acting like the man walked on water and did and, and never failed and never missed a shot and never like Michael Jordan was infamous for going out to the casino eating a steak dinner, cigars, and getting drunk and still showing up to the damn playoff game. (laughs) That part. (laughs) This is not the same NBA. They're not, they're not flying on commercial flights. And like, (laughs) like, so I just want, I just want them to, yes, remember Michael for his greatness and the greatest of all time and whatnot, but let it go. Like, no, LeBron's never going to be MJ. No. None of these players are ever going to be MJ in your eyes. Fine. I get it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Like, I just don't. I'm over it. I'm tired of the conversations that every time somebody does something great, it has to be compared to Michael Jordan or vice versa in this situation. Well, you know, Michael Jordan walked on water, saved three babies, ran into the burning <laughs> building, you know, <laughs> saved the widow, and then still made it to the game and scored 50 points. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. then you went back and ran for mayor shut the fuck up like i'm just over it like you know go sit down drink some tea get in a rocking chair take your wife to palm springs and call it a day (laughs) michael george still trying to be reveling in charlotte he needs to get a winning team for we still continue to talk about him fuck and skip, hello, because he's taught us all how not to be an NBA executive. They owner. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I say, I see they fired their coach. Huh? And why, why? why do we keep resurrecting Skip Bayless? Like anybody is supposed <laughs> to give a fuck about what he has to say about anything. Like literally, his whole career now is trolling LeBron James. That's, that's his career. Thing. That's that's his career. That's it. Look, his claim to fame. 
Talk to you about LeBron James. That's his career. <laughs> yeah, you know, she she's trying look, she's trying her absolute very best. Yeah, I, I suppose. And yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. Well, anywho, like I don't mean to disrespect my elders, but like, you know, it, it, it either evolve or become irrelevant. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. That's my rap for this week. I'm <laughs> well, boys, games, and all things in between. I told you, you never know what to expect. And this week, it was a good one. You know, <laughs> I think sometimes she feels the way about Michael Jordan, even though we have lived to see him do great things. I think what she's trying to say is, leave that fucking man alone in Charlotte, please. Right. <laughs> Let him figure out how to run a basketball team. Right. <laughs> Be nostalgic about the documentary. That's the reason why it's a documentary. It's old. <laughs> like, like, Just like him, shit. Right. And so dig him up like he dead. Shit. Leave that man alone. So next year you're gonna like you what you're gonna be telling me about, yeah. You know, uh <laughs> have a check used to come to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Brock on the Gursky. Like, he used to like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. <laughs> I ain't got it. Oh, God. I don't. I don't. Look, I ain't got it. Tired of looking for it. Um, well, boys, gays, and all things in between, we have cut a number. Uh, yeah, see, once again, shit drink on the show. That's probably mm-hmm. I have a shot of fireball, so that's probably my fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I added sweet tea to it. Sweet tea to it. So I, I don't know what fucking creation I thought I was a crafting bartender, but that's not it. No, um, just get up. Shut up! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know my nerves. Just Why we say sisters? Say uh, <laughs> the bitch from Atlanta, Georgia. Enough said. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, never mind. I touche that because I live in New Orleans. Never mind. I was about to say, I was like, I know you ain't talking. <laughs> <laughs> Burn down your city and go, oh, my God, what happened to it? Uh, <laughs> girl, you can't stay here, though. You got to call somebody. <laughs> anyway, right. we have come to an end of another fabulous episode of Who That Rises Up Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. Um, it's been fun as usual. I think more so fun tonight. As hey, we were probably a tad bit drunk. Fuck tipsy, we were a tad bit drunk. Um my sister is learning English as a third language, not her first or second anymore when she's drunk. Uh, but it's fine. We work with her the best we know how. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've learned about the NFL draft, for those of you that did not. Uh, tune in tomorrow, because we will all see if we're right or wrong. We will kind of reverberate what we said. Uh, yep. Of course, more, more NBA playoff action will be next week. We'll have that to talk about. Most of the teams should be in the semifinals by the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely by the time we come back next week. What am I? I think Sunday. I'm looking forward to. I think that's the first game with. Let me see if I'm if I'm speaking correctly. I think it might be Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah, that, I think a game one is Sunday at one p.m. for them. Yeah. So definitely. So with that being said, um, you guys definitely know how to find us. Uh, on Instagram at who underscore that underscore rises up um, on Facebook, Kenny and Glenn at who that rises up. Um, fan questions. We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll have more draft talk. Uh, 
I'll probably have more shade shenanigans with the Shaquille O'Neal's and the uh, and the Marcus <laughs> Spears. You know, just just what they do. It makes me happy. Uh-huh. Um, hopefully, I'll have some good news. My Pelicans will either be at home or will have advanced by that point. <laughs> uh, but either way, I'm still proud of them. We will have. Yeah, that was pretty much it. I thought we had more stuff than that. Anything else to add, sis? Uh, no, sounds good to me. Well, on behalf of myself and my good sister, Kenny Ray, um, like I tell you guys each and every episode, and it rings true to each and every sports thing that I watch, and most people around me know that, oh, well, bitch, we watching sports. I didn't know you knew sports. Yes, gays do know sports. So I leave you with this. Sports is for everyone, including you. Good night, everybody. Love.